Hello fellow fan horse, this is Dervla from Dublin, Ireland. Um, I'm a part of the Patreon fan whore community because I think that all artists deserve to be paid for their work and uh, I think Patreon's a really handy way to be able to contribute according to the level that you can afford. But the great thing about joining Billy's community is that you get to be part of the Champagne Room Facebook group, which is a really fun way to read about everyone's sexcapades. Um, I really recommend it. And it's just a really fun online virtual community of sex positive people all over the world. I've enjoyed every minute of it and I think that you would too. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up all you old pros, jaded Johns, and retired whores? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. This week I've got on porn performer Kendra Sunderland, the library chick. You've heard about her, right? You should have. Super excited to release this one. This is one of my uh, many AVN episodes that I recorded in Las Vegas. And I cannot wait to share Kendra with y'all in a bit. But first, show get dates. them hot. Get them dates. Show dates. Yes. Uh, March 28th, I'm going to be at the Bell House at 8 o'clock. I'm doing a one-liner competition. That should be fun. But uh, but I've got a huge, very exciting announcement regarding Tour de Manhor. You. I'm not going to say me. You. You have activated your first city This spring, I am officially going to come to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. What's up, Bay Area? Tour de Manhor is going to come by you. You have sold your prerequisite 20 tickets, which means you're getting your very own Manhor podcast live show experience. Congratulations. Tour de Manhor, of course, is something I'm doing between mid-May and the end of June, where when I sell 20 tickets in a city, guess what? I'm coming to that city. And who's next? Who's next to get their own show? I don't know. That's up to you people. Next in line is Chicago, which only needs eight tickets to be activated. Eight tickets, Chicago. Come on, eight tickets. You can do that. I believe in you. Following Chicago is Dallas and Detroit, followed by Miami, then Washington, D.C., and then we got a three-way tie for fifth place uh, between Memphis, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. Who's going to be next? I don't know. I'm like low-key rooting for Minneapolis. I just kind of feel like I want to go there. I just need them to show me that you want it. What other cities are available for Tour de Manhort? That's a great question. Uh, I also could potentially come to Portland, Minneapolis, Vancouver, Boston, Toronto, Los Angeles, Austin, Atlanta, London, Columbus, Ohio, or Bloomington, Indiana. To get your pre-sale discounted tickets, go to manhorpod.com slash tour. Other cities, you've got about three weeks left. Get on it, people. You want me in your city? Go get your tickets. Um, so that's fun. You know what's not fun? Cold sores. Ugh. I I finally got over a cold sore a few days ago that, you know, ravaged me. Really not even ravaged. It really just mind fucked me. Because what happened was it started off as not a cold sore. It started off as I had a cut on my lip and it was a little scab. And that was fine. But I was like paranoid it might be a cold sore. So I... I rescheduled a lot of sexy plans. And then that finally went away. I was like, great. Sexy plans are back on. And then the next day I woke up and cold sore. 
Then I had to reschedule again. People, I haven't been touched in weeks. I am I am starved for human connection. Because when I get a cold sore, I kind of just like lock myself away in my bedroom and just treat myself like a monster with carbs and Game of Thrones and just ah. Uh, but I have a date tonight with the 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 lady I've been smitten with. We uh, I guess we'll call her C for now, and uh, I'm very excited for that. Something else that really excited me, and I'm, I'm kind of really excited to share with y'all. Uh, I went to one of my first rallies. I went to a uh, sex worker rights uh, rally here in New York City last week uh, run by Decriminalize NY or Decrim NY. They were announcing legislation, real legislation to begin decriminalizing sex work in New York, New York State, like the state of New York, like holy shit. Um, like there were real, not just, oh, like we want this. I mean, there were politicians, elected officials at this rally. And I was like, wait, what is, aren't hookers like political suicide? Like, are you, are you allowed to support this legislation? But apparently you can. And that's pretty fucking cool. It, uh, it's the rally certainly got enough media attention that it was in, you know, the media cycle for about 36 hours. And I just want to say, like, I thought it was awesome to see, um, state senators Jessica Ramos and Julia Salazar, uh, who represent districts in, in New York City, part of our, uh, our New York State Senate. And I just want to, you know, like, shout out to them for putting their names on paper that says prostitutes are people too. Because it was in the national conversation, The Root, which is you know an online um, news outlet, they interviewed Democratic presidential candidate Kamala Harris about sex work decrim, and she you know because again just a little side note we want decriminalization, not legalization, because we don't need more laws about sex work; we need less laws about it. And they asked her like, "Hey, do, what do you think about this?" And Kamala Harris. I know sex workers ain't happy with her, but let's give her just a a pinch, a little modicum of credit. She says we should decriminalize sex work. I was like, okay, we got we got a big name presidential candidate saying we got to stop arresting consensual sex workers. We had a real presidential candidate acknowledge the difference between consensual sex work and sex trafficking. And I thought that was fucking awesome. What was not awesome was that she, um, you know, maybe still doesn't totally get it because, you know, although she still s- defends her vote for, you know, Sesta Fosta, which I really think, you know, all presidential candidates should have to answer for, even if they want to walk it back and say, hey, I didn't read that properly. I didn't realize it was so restricting on language on the Internet, blah, blah, blah. I just think all the candidates should have to answer for that vote because all of the candidates voted for it. But anyways, uh, you know, she did say one of the, one thing that stood out to me that was like, Oh Jesus. She said, she said, I was advocating 15 years ago that we have to stop arresting these prostitutes and start going after the Johns and the pimps because we were criminalizing women. Um, yeah, pimps, not great, but if you're arresting, if you, if it's, if you criminalize the customers of sex work, Guess what? You're still criminalizing sex work, stupid. If it's illegal, if, if it's illegal to be a, a a client and the clients stop being clients, 
or they don't want to, you know, or they're too nervous to share, you know, certain information that allows sex workers to screen their clients safely, et cetera. Uh, guess what? They, they got, now that now they got no clients. Great. Now it's oh, you're free to do sex work to whoever will actually run the risk of paying you. That's stupid. Decriminalizing sex work means decriminalizing the act of paying for sex and selling sex. Full stop. But it's cool that that's a. a um, but I was pretty hyped to see that it is an issue that has been brought into the national conversation. And I hope, uh, you know, journalists out there will continue to ask people about that. And now for this week's guest, Kendra Sunderland. Oh, boy. Uh, I actually talked to Kendra last year at the AVN Awards at the Adult Entertainment Expo in Las Vegas. That episode is available exclusively on Patreon. But we caught up again. Uh, I, I, I thought we would catch up actually later because last year... She was announcing her big thing was she announced that she was retiring from the adult entertainment industry and going to go back to school. So I thought, oh, that'd be fun. Like maybe in a couple years, I'll I'll try to touch base with her and, and see what retirement's like. Well, lo and behold, the, the you know, this year uh, she was back at AVN and plans have changed. So it was uh, it was fun connecting with Kendra this time around talking about her relationship to the industry and how she's dating these days hashtag moaning men are awesome this is me with kendra sunderland hold on i have to take a picture of this cutie so cute so cute she's the cutest thing i've ever seen oh my i love it no you look beautiful one two well, like, I don't know, like last time you we were talking, you were talking about like retiring from scene work. And then mm. I was prepared to kind of like show up and like sort of joke and be like, oh, well, like, we're having the retirement. But I talked to actually, no, I, really. <laughs> but <laughs> yesterday really I talked know. to Naomi Banks and I, I think I'm learning like maybe uh, when people retire from scene work, it doesn't mean they're retiring from like the industry. Yeah. Because she's not, she hasn't shot scenes like that in six years, but she's still doing her brand and doing other sexy stuff. Yeah, she's definitely. Not the, she's not definitely. getting pounded. Yeah, she's yeah. not getting pounded anymore. So, like, um, I don't have to say it like that, but, like, where the, that's the fun of it. That's the fun of it, no? Right. <laughs> Lainey's like, why are you happy so dirty? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that the the voice slightly off mic here is the wonderful Lainey Spicer, who just I can't find Sorry anyone. Rush the interview. <laughs> I, only Lainey will I ever be like. No, you can say whatever you oh, yeah, want like, behind oh, me. <laughs> but directly on the mic, I'm back with Kendra Sunderland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, like I said, what what are you up to now? Are you still doing scene work? Did you kind of go against this retirement plan, or are you doing something different? Um, when I originally said I was going to retire, I, in my head, more so thought I would just not do scenes anymore. And then I got the offer to do a scene in Mykonos, Greece, and, like, be there for the week and just experience that. So I decided to take it. And then, you know, I'll always be a Vixen Angel and do Vixen Angel things and be a part of the brand and everything and have my Snapchat and do all that stuff. But right now I'm kind of just focusing on getting a website up and traveling and i don't know just doing whatever i want do you want to be doing more like scene work not really no I've, i'm good i've done everything i could possibly think <laughs> i would want to do as far as scenes wise i've done 22 so i'm pretty good 
with that. Right. Well, because like in last year we were talking more about like the types of passive income you would want to keep going, like the Snapchat. You were very much pushing on the Snapchat, um, yeah. the Snapchat, like the like the all that stuff or events. And uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like a lot of places, you retire from something, like you are now gone. Like you don't go to the parties, and yet like I'm seeing now here like an AVN and everything. Like oh, you can still be a part of it because like right. the fans still want to see you. Right, definitely. I mean, you can always just do like, I mean, before I even started doing professional scenes, I was doing conventions and feature dancing for like, I don't know, like a year and a half or so, two years. And so, I mean, you don't have to be shooting scenes to be a part of it. Yeah. Do you like the whole community aspect? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think that, you know, it's just a lot of people like, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing. And I don't, you know, understand why there has to be so much fighting and everything and get people not getting along. But a lot of girls, I think, just take it as like a competition type thing or feel jealous of other girls and stuff like that. And it's just, it can get kind of crazy. But it's, I think it's fun when we all like dress up and do fun things and go out and go to events. I think that's fun. And I love to do that. It's like we can hate each other next week, but like right now, let's just have a good weekend. I know, right? It's kind of like when mom and dad was like, can't we have a nice dinner <laughs> right just one can't we all just get along but i'm a really like chill passive person so i don't as i've learned with yeah. the the cope the with the, the scent <laughs> in the air the scent in my room <laughs> it's a very chill it's scent, my favorite we'll smell i love the smell it's so weird where i used to not smoke weed at all uh in the last like four months i've become a daily weed smoker which mm -hmm. is i'm trying to adjust my life to um but i used to not smoke weed but i love the smell of it it's like mm -hmm. it's a pleasant aroma oh anytime i smell it i'm like a dog trying to sniff <laughs> it out like a, a drug dog or something trying to find it do you find do you find share. Do you find yourself like getting like dragged into some of that drama stuff or do you have do you do a good job of keeping out of it? I mean, I when I came into the industry, I was just myself, you know, I was still trying to figure things out. I might have said stupid things on Twitter, like Don't you know, people all? might have taken me the wrong way, but I feel like I mostly never like tried to be malicious to other girls or say that I'm better than them because of the positions that I was uh, like put in and like the the good things that i've been given and everything i always felt like i tried to stay level-headed and be myself and a lot of girls i could understand where they would not like me because i came in so quickly and like greg everything that greg has done for me and the brand that i've built and everything is like not what usually girls have to go through so i could understand them being envious or you know saying why her like why me why do i get all those things you mm -hmm. know when they've been in it working hard for years and i just i can't help it so i try to be myself and some girls i won't say any names don't like me and Wish you would i say can't figure out That's why helps with hits <laughs> uh you know i've i've said it before i've publicly went on twitter i've been on a few twitter rants mm -hmm. i won't lie anyone who follows me on twitter knows that we've been through some <laughs> tough times together on the twitter but i mean in the end i feel like i never really did anything to try and hurt or upset other people sure how do you do you with Twitter stuff, is it? Do you find it like impulse thumbs? Yeah, I've been there before. Um, you know, I've been in situations where I've just overwhelmed with emotions, and you know, like some people, I've given so much to that when I felt hurt, I wanted to try and hurt them any way possible and kind of defame them. Like I gave them fame, so I'm trying to take it away yeah. and let everyone on Twitter know like what's real, what's up, and um. But now 
I kind of just like I might I may or may not subtweet or something <laughs> or like post a picture or something that I think is funny that's related to things, but you know, now I kind of try and keep things to myself. Before I go crazy, I kind of look look at it and I go is this really going to help? Is this going to do anything? And then if it doesn't, then I just, you know, try and keep it cool. But I can't say I've never gone crazy because everybody has seen it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, my listeners know that I have also done the same. Uh, sometimes some of us pay for it a little bit longer than others, but yeah. you know, but uh, uh, if I may give an impulse tip with the thumbs, I honestly think the thumbs are the things that get me in most trouble. It's uh, I like to, Write out what I, whatever I want to fucking rage tweet, mm-hmm. and I just text it to a friend. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, it feels like I tweeted it out. Feel I got to tell somebody, I got to say it, and it didn't hurt anyone. It didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, that was that's a good one. I probably have like probably seventy five percent of my tweets I type out and delete, and they'd never get put out there. I think sometimes just like you just want to get out of your head. Mm-hmm. It's just hitting the send buttons the problem. I know. I write it out, and then I'm like, you know. I'm like, it's really sound, doesn't sound as good as it did in my head. Or I'm like, I really, you know, don't need to put that out there. But I think a lot of things sometimes and I write it down and then I just don't do anything with it. Sure. I mean, my my drafts on Twitter are probably funny. <laughs> probably very full. No, like, let's just see. Yeah, let's see. Like, what we got? Let's just see what I typed out that never made it into the Twitter world. I would love to see if you find anything where, like, you don't even remember why, like, who you were mad at in that one. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. They must have deleted them. Um, but it's not oh, the, very the interesting. Are, oh. The drafts—they must have got deleted. I don't know how. Is that a new phone? Yeah. What happens is, so the drafts get saved like locally on a phone. They're not oh, on Twitter. They're on your phone. Unlike the old phone, they used right. to be good. If you still had the old phone, like the drafts will still be there, but they won't be on there. Right. They but used I'm sure to be they good were fantastic. Random thoughts. <laughs> and this this one was not good. So. Do you have you ever like made amends with someone like legitimate, not like okay, fine, but like there was some hate there, and we got through it, and we good now. I mean, no, I don't really hate anybody. I think I, the I, people I hate you know but, you that know. hate me, I don't even try to associate with. But like my best friend Carmen Caliente, we were friends like a little over a year ago, and then some bullshit happened and we never really had a problem between the two of us it was always like my ex that she had a problem with and then when we broke up i started talking to her again and now she's like my best friend and we just realized that like you know there was never a problem between us like we were always good friends Mm -hmm. it was always just the situation that i was in and now we're like roommates and hang out all the time and everything so i wouldn't say we necessarily hated each other we were just both sad about the situation and you know yeah. just missed each other as friends and then we're just meant to be together everyone was always like are you guys sisters like to the point where we started just saying yes to people sure because they ask all the time anytime we're out anywhere they ask did y'all ever uh shoot together no it's funny that people like want us to shoot together and we've done photo shoots where like you know our one picture that we always take at every event is we touch tongues together like that's our pose and it started off when we weren't super close and we would still like flirt with each other and stuff and then like once we like started becoming better friends it was kind of like weird to be that way towards each other and so because it starts off as false intimacy and then starts feeling like real intimacy yeah and we're just good friends and like i won't lie it happens sometimes in 
drug related situations she loves me so much <laughs> like when she's on drugs she loves me like <laughs> it's to the point where I'm like i'm just gonna start like you know slipping things into her drinks or stuff so that she'll start to love i joke about it i would I never like, i'm surprised laney's face didn't just pop up <laughs> it did a few times but i'm just like, i'm just gonna you know like I've I would never slip my friend drugs, but I joke about it because I'm like, she's just any other time she hates me, but when I give her when we're on drugs, she loves me. All like that premium Snapchat stuff, all that like kind of indie fans only stuff. Like, do y'all collaborate on things like that, or is it like, is it odd for you because you're such close friends in real life? To no, we don't really do Snapchat things mm. together, just because you know it's just weird for us we're so close and stuff but i'll like take pictures for her if she ever needs it or she'll do it for me and then you know it's just we're just friends sure. together all the time that we're not like those kinds of friends you know all, all those like only fans and snapchat stuff uh like content that y'all sell is uh interesting because it seems like there's a lot of like oh like come into my snapchat and things like or when you're hanging out is that like cross promotion stuff or is that just like being natural because hey why wouldn't i throw you in my snap story because we are hanging out or is it like a plan thing it's like hey we're gonna do like a thing we're gonna meet up we're gonna shoot a whatever a lot of girls plan it like that like these days a lot of girls are shooting for their snapchat and like shooting every day doing posts all the time and they make a lot of money i mean you make a lot with that you just have to be really really active and everything are you are you uh as active as the people you're describing no 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 did you used to be (laughs) at what point maybe at my best point like a few months ago i when i started shooting for my snapchat and stuff like that i did work with a lot of people but i mean things happen and like these months get really busy for me around this time like Mm. christmas then new year's avian and i always have to move around this time because this is when i moved down to california from oregon so i'm like trying to find a place as well and I almost always have to move right after AVN, so it's pretty stressful. But, I mean, I'm going to try and get back into my Snapchat mm-hmm. and build a website and get more into it that way. I've just been lazy, and I've had money saved up, so I haven't had sure. to, like, sure. do anything. I think everything's fine until <laughs> you see that. The savings is kind of, like, dropping down the, below oh, a certain yeah, number. You're like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I got to put my ass up on the internet again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, well, I started, yeah, got into a car accident, so I've had to pay to fix my car and everything. Fuck, what happened? I was just on Halloween. I was like leaving out of a driveway and this first row people stopped for me and the second row I didn't see anyone. So I went for it and the guy just came so fast. He was going and he hit me pretty hard. But thankfully, if I had been like a foot more forward, he would have hit me and my side of the door and everything. And I probably wouldn't be here with how fast he was going. Or you'd but be my doing like fixable. wheelchair porn. I don't know. Yeah, no, be I would be, a yeah, it's probably still in the sure. hospital. So my car is almost done getting fixed and it was like it was good that i had money saved up and everything but now it's time to like find a new home and hustle and mm. i'm just still doing dancing and everything and so i have to just make the money and then i'll slowly disappear yeah but like with all that especially with the snapchat it's such an intimate one or the instagrams and everything it's like choosing what we're sharing and what we get to keep for ourselves like i also like i i live my sex life on the internet like that's i'm i make a living just being open and transparent and it's it's sometimes i gotta think like do i really want to share this or like do i want to own this do i want to have this moment for me yeah it's for me it's hard to decide like what do i put on my snapchat i'm like blowing smoke right into your mic and it's probably 
Uh, probably gonna smell. You know what? Just Nikki Delano's just gonna get really stoned uh, in a, in an hour or so. That's what's yeah, gonna happen. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Um, do you want it? I'm gonna assume. I no. would. I would love if I except I would. Be I feel useless. bad. It's just even going into your face. Like, it's fine. It, super bad. It is enough that like I am enjoying it. I just again okay. like I did. A, I did one podcast where like someone taught me how to smoke on mic, and then for two hours I couldn't speak, and they yeah. just fucked with me. The 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 tech guy was playing with the reverb so that it would be like. We can all hear you, Billy, Billy, Billy. Oh, wow. I'm like, that's not cool, man. I'm you're freaking like, you're out. Too high for this. <laughs> yeah, I was like way too high. Shout out to Keith Malley from Keith and the Girl. But yeah, that was uh so I just I don't smoke before I perform, whether it's stand up or podcasting, but afterwards I'm like yes, yeah, so like after this one and after Nikki, I just get to like yeah. I can I can have some smokage. I'm really yeah. looking forward to the legal weed y'all uh, that they got out here. Mm-hmm. I smoke so much I just smoke to feel normal at this point. It's just like an everyday <laughs> routine if i have some time yeah. i'll smoke come up here take a smoke break for sure i like all kinds of weed so what what so yeah back to the like uh to like yeah i forgot what i was saying before <laughs> well we were talking about like that. living living private lives publicly all um, right yeah it's hard for me to decide like what goes on my snapchat versus what goes on my website versus what do i put on twitter what do i put on instagram and you know you want to have like you know, levels to it. Like Instagram, I try and be really careful with what I post. Like, like if I buy all this lingerie and all these clothes, I spend all this money on it, I should be showing it off on Instagram instead of, you know, where girls try and post like mostly nude photos, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're going to get in trouble and stuff like that. It's like, why not do that? Then Twitter's kind of like more nude. And then it's like hard to decide how much of like me fucking someone else do I put on my Snapchat versus where do I like record for my website and it's like i've kind of got it figured out i just you know like i said i get busy and distracted and stressed with everything that's going on but do do you at all feel like system to it well like outside of the uh, like exposing yourself like your body like with the like with like say shoots with the private life stuff like what are some of the criteria that goes into deciding like no this is my moment i'm holding on to like i'm not i don't need to share this with them they don't they're not entitled to see that. Or do you like really not care much and just like, like yeah, it goes up or it doesn't? Yeah, if I'm like just by myself, I'll just put up videos or like if I'm hooking up with someone not in the industry, most of the time I'll kind of keep that for myself. And like maybe sometimes before I've had them like take a picture of me afterwards or like take a picture or something, but not like put them on there like that. Sure. But like if I'm working with another performer or whatever, obviously I'm going to promote that everywhere. But like me, like my name's my name. Like I'm just myself. So I don't really like other girls. Like I don't have like an alternate like persona or name or anything mm. where I turn that on when I'm here and then when I go home I'm somebody else. Like I'm always just myself. You kind of I feel like you got robbed of the opportunity to have an alias because of like the way in which you're you know. I you, probably your, your I'm, honestly story. I'm happy without it. Like yeah. I get confused sometimes. Like even Carmen. Like I get confused between calling her like. Carmen and I get between like calling her her real name and sometimes it just depends like whatever I'm feeling is whatever comes out Mm. but then sometimes it's like I have to watch myself when I'm around other people to not say her real name and you know I've never had a problem with everyone knowing me by my real name it's only ever like helped me in situations like where it's benefited me so how long you been uh smoking weed like when did you get started with that 15 yeah. There's not much to do in Salem, Oregon besides smoking. <laughs> That's like what we do. When you smoke some weed, uh is 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 um is U of Oregon Salem? 
No, you have oh. organs like Eugene. Eugene. It's like, that's where they came up with Nike, right? You know, right? like an hour south. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. Salem is like an hour south of Portland. And Corvallis, where Oregon State University, where I went to school, was um, like 30 minutes about south of Salem, kind of. So. If you if you weren't in this industry, would you prefer to still live up there, or would you? Are you loving that? I really fucking hope I wouldn't still live up there because, <laughs> like, I see people in my high school, and nothing against it. Like, Oregon's a really beautiful place, but you know, I chose a very very different lifestyle than anybody in my grade. Anybody sure. that I grew up with, they chose completely different lifestyles, and like, people can say that, like they knew I was going to grow up into this or like they kind of expected it or whatever, whatever they have to say about it is like, I'm happy that I chose this lifestyle instead of staying in college, getting a job out there, still living in like Oregon and all that stuff, which is cool. But like the fact that I can travel and like get paid to travel and like get free flights everywhere, free, like free hotels and get paid to party and everything. It's like, why wouldn't I choose that and then later on have a family mm. and later on move back home and do that, but like at least live my life first. Yeah. And I've just, it's so different than everybody else. It's like, you know, nobody really understands it, but all these other people that are living it. It's like life is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. I can't not complain. I mean, it's exhausting for sure, but you know, I can't really complain. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. And like we can go to so a I'm high school. Not sc- broke anymore. That's for sure. That's what's great. <laughs> I, I I just like the fact that like either of us could go to a high school reunion if we decide we want to go to that, and we know we have the most interesting job of anyone who's there. And like I find that to be pretty cool. Like I don't know what your high school experience was. I was like eh. a bully kid. Like, I didn't have friends. People yeah. thought it was not much. I'd be like, I come back. I'd be like, your life's lame, dude. Like what? You got married at twenty four. You had some kids. You sometimes like secretly have sex with an escort. Or go to a strip club. Like oh, that's adorable. But that's your life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wasn't like very popular in high school, but I mean, I kind of was like out on my own. And then senior year, I got a good friend group and everything. But I just always had a boyfriend. Like I just always wanted to be with someone, and then I'd always cheat on them. Mm-hmm. And because I just like you know we get tired of them but then i also want that like love and affection and everything so i don't know i got like a bad rep i guess because my senior awards i got biggest flirt and most likely to be on an episode of jerry springer well when and you're cheating on like most of the boyfriends that's usually what you're a little rude for. yeah they all kind <laughs> of ganged together and made sure everyone voted me for that but I was just like, whatever. And the, I was kind of upset there was no like best boobs award. There was like best butt. And I was like, really? You can't do best boobs? Like, that's just weird. And like, <laughs> obviously, I would have won. So, whatever. Obvi. Obviously. Yeah. Like, did, I mean, it's did, fine. did you experience like some mean girl stuff when, uh, for high school before you had like your, your core friend group senior year? I mean, I never experienced anyone being mean to me like personally, mm-hmm. but I'm sure people have like their things that they say and everything i was always just getting into trouble like i was always grounded what what the fuck were you doing um sneaking out and like i wasn't like allowed to go hang out with friends and just go do whatever i wanted like i didn't have a cell phone i wasn't allowed to just go and like do whatever and tell my parents i'll be home later like i had to you know be back home and stuff like that and i just always wanted to be with my boyfriends and then when i lost my virginity i got in trouble because like my mom didn't want me to be out like having sex at you know a young age even though it was like nothing like Mm. silly naughty i wouldn't even consider it sex and all that stuff but 
I mean, I just experienced things and like my parents were divorced and everything. It's just like, I don't know. I was a middle child, so I kind of got a weird section of it. I don't Mm. know. And I just like to smoke and my parents didn't like that. And I mean, they've accepted it at this point because three out of five of us smoke. I'm pretty sure my dad smokes at this point. Have you smoked with your your mom? (laughs) Not really. But my mom, (laughs) because, well, one time she did take us to the dispensary. Like, she's became more cool about it. And, like, she did take me to the dispensary, but she sat in the back. She's like, it's not my thing. And then, like, you know, I was at my sister's, and they were getting drunk and stuff. And then my sister was smoking with me, like, a lot, like, a lot more than usual. I was like, that's cool. And then they've accepted it. But then one time when I was home, me and my mom and her friends, we all took their party bus, their, like, ghetto party bus up to Portland and they all got super drunk and my mom was like i know she was so drunk because she wanted to hit my vape pen and then she was like get your sister to do it and i was like what i was like she doesn't want to do it she's like i'll get her to do it i'm her mom i I can tell her what to do and she like took it over (laughs) she's like forcing her and i'm like laughing this whole time looking at my brothers and we're high as fuck and we're just like oh my god is this really happening and like it was just a funny ass night and like ever since then they just became more like accepting you know Mm. you know so they Uh, have to get over it i was the last one in my family to smoke weed and so when my my baby sister who's like a like a year or two older than you she's like she freaked out when she felt like i came home for a christmas she's like wait billy you smoke weed now can i please my christmas present is can you smoke weed with me yeah like she was so hyped too uh so like slowly but surely i've like been smoking with family members right i smoked with my mom like last year for the first time and it was like this is silly (laughs) my dad don't know i want to cross that boundary yet (laughs) no i'm fine i got it yeah i'll finish it (laughs) at this point yeah me and my brothers always smoke like take dabs together and stuff i mean it is what it is some people i mean part of my family likes to drink we like to smoke that's just what we do Hmm. to get through the family activities and everything (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) <laughs> you were you were mentioning like you always had a boyfriend like in high school like is that serial dating something you still find yourself in? I mean I've been single for a year now and congrats on the sobriety. Oh <laughs> thank you, it's great. I'm just kidding. It's awesome to be able to do like you know whatever you want, but I am someone that like likes to like I like affection and like I see other couples and stuff like that and like I do want that and everything, but you know I just have to realize what people are like you know fuck boys what guys are like just fuck boys and right now i'm just doing my own thing i'm just over it mm-hmm. like i've cut all the fuck boys off because they're just stupid and that's just reality and <laughs> like that's just what it is so whatever how but how, now how do you date as kendra sunderland or were the were like oh, no. the, were the most recent like serious boyfriends in the industry as well or were they like civilians no i mean i wouldn't say i was like dating anyone but like i've talked to people and like like are you like is kendra on tinder yeah hell yeah i'm on tinder but the thing is like i'll get into this mood and i'll like match with a bunch of people and i'll like go through and then like to actually like meet with any of them it's like i really want i don't want someone to come over and waste my time and be weird and just like turn me off from it so i don't have the time to like 
talk to all these guys and like see you know what they're about i'm not really searching for that right now like right now i'd rather just spend my time where it can make me money mm. instead of trying to find someone and it'll happen when it happens but as of right now i'm just enjoying being single it's like the longest time in my life since like fifth grade that i've not had a boyfriend so that sounds pretty healthy i mean well you know like middle school high school relationships aren't really like the same as now Right, but the but the 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 wanting for the thing, like the be, the behavioral pattern, it may like the the relationships may look different, but the the pattern is similar. Um, I think I get it from my dad. Yeah, yeah, always has girlfriends. Always has girlfriends. Plural, yes. Was he also? Was he? A, <laughs> was he? A, if you're okay, say was he like a philanderer type? I don't know what that means. Oh, was they, like was he like before the divorce? Was he a cheater? Like my dad, like that's I'm that's sure. what broke that thing off. And right, you know, he's probably got his own issues with like you know women that needs to be dissected um but yeah i mean i just assume like i've always seen my dad with different girlfriends so i just assume that that's where i get it from and that you know now i'm kind of just doing my own thing and being more independent kind of more like my mom sort of and mm. so it just i don't know we'll see what happens right now i'm good it's gonna take someone like pretty fucking special to <laughs> really want me to date again and give something like that mm. again so when you're using Tinder, it's like more for like casual encounters. Mm -hmm. And what's so? And even then, there's so many requirements that it's like really like don't waste my. You time. have a lot of requirements. Yeah, like yeah. I like a lot of specific things, and like the way that I want it is like not really what of some average person if they just come over thinking like. And I've had that experience where I did try and hook up with someone from Tinder, and it was terrible, like mm -hmm. literally miserable, and just a bad experience that sounds like standard like, nah. tinder that sounds like what everyone that sounds like a standard experience well, talk a lot of terrible. game and then it's like nothing <laughs> oh it god nothing. can't well so what's on this checklist what's what's on this laundry list of requirements to like maybe see kendra naked in person for coming. free um I you just, can't say i've got so many requirements and then i know, you know that's the next coming, question right <laughs> I mean, I just like dirty talk. I like someone who's just very like dominant and like assertive. Like I've had a lot of guys that I've hung out with and it's like if they would have made a move, yeah, I probably would have slept with them, but they just don't. And it's like being a nice guy, like, you know, but then also there's a time when I want you to be like assertive and mm. make a move. And I like it rough, I guess, you know, like like being slapped around i like a dirty talk and kinky things and just like being talked to but then i also like being cuddled and like kissed and like being sweet i like make sure of both and it's hard okay. to like really find someone that's down to do all of that and dirty talk and like just know what to do sounds like you need and, people like, who like specific not just like claim they're kinky but that operate in the kink world because right, that world I've is thought all about, about the, that. I, I, sure. That sounds like it because you'll get the dominant guy, but that world also knows about things like aftercare and all that shit. So it's right. like that sounds more your idea. You should be on like Fet Life. I know. I've tweeted about it recently too. I was like, who has like just like a playroom that's like basically like a dungeon, like Fifty Shades type thing that just wants to like tie me up and play for a little bit, yeah. but. Yeah, no, I didn't really find any winners in that sure. like response. Well, what but I've thought about it and I've watched like videos of that and stuff and like found specific porn stars that like I've seen do things that I would enjoy, but I haven't like gone that far as to yeah. reach out. 
But I don't necessarily mean like grab like guys like in the who operate in the kink world who are like gonna actually like it's we have to do kink all like but just like their mindset about like sex and taking care of like right. to, like they're gonna they're gonna choke you they're gonna slap you they're gonna fuck the shit out of you they're gonna call you a lot of mean names and then afterwards like they're gonna take care of you. they're gonna get you a water they're gonna cuddle you up and remind you like oh no I care about you and you're a good person and all that stuff yeah like that, yeah that who sounds who wouldn't want that. I mean, I would love that. Um, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, so one day, and it has to be attractive and fit and tall. Yeah, now we got the physical requirements, which I'm sure you have a whole different laundry list Yeah, for. like, you know, specifically just, you know, it has a job, a car, a place, you know, lots of things. It's very hard to find all of those for, so, sure. for now. You uh, you mentioned earlier wanting, uh, oh, oh, you said uh, you found like kinky porn stars that you're digging. So who do you, who were you digging? I mean, I don't really remember the names, but there was like just this one specific video, the way that he was like doing everything and kissing her and everything. Oh, it was and the was guy? Just, like, yeah. Uh-huh. And a lot of times like I'll watch videos, like I don't watch it to see like the girls, like I'll watch it for the guys. And I wish that there was more porn where you could just hear the guys like and their sounds that they make and their grunting and like what they say like that's what i get off to right and i'll just like tone out the girl or whatever and just you listen <laughs> like, to the guy can we get that high pitch out of here uh, right it's like why can't we just like make more for girls like that where you just listen to the guy you know i last night and this has come up a bit like so like i'm a moaner like i just naturally like i am like loudish in that way and like uh, women specifically will point that out they'll be like that was really hot because like i could hear it right and like, everyone so, loves it yeah so like last night i like hooked up with somebody and i have like a little kick group like with some like fans of the show and we just like share nudes and funny gifts and like so i shared a video of like her going down on me and the comments were not like oh nice dick oh it's like oh hot seeing a blowjob the comments from the women in this group were all Oh, that's so hot, the moaning, the sounds. One guy said, like, shit, I think I should start moaning just right? to turn the women on. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it works. Yeah, but the guys, like, typically, we're not saying, like, oh, my God, it was so hot how she was, like, moaning and yelling and shrieking. It's all like, oh, her tits were this, that her she felt this Right, because everyone's used to that, the girl being, like, the one that moans and does all that. But I think we should turn it around. Yeah, I used to be self-conscious 50, on 50. it. 50-50. Hell no, I love that, like, and... You know, it's just like a lot of times that's just what a girl wants to hear. Like, you don't want someone that's just quiet. Yeah. It's, it's like, whack. is this is like, you like, take dig out of your mouth. It's just like, is this good or not? Like, yeah, what's happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like am I draining a cyst that's your dick me. or is this yeah. like a pleasurable experience? Yeah. And I always like laugh and giggle all the time and stuff. So it's like, <laughs> if you can't just like enjoy that. I have a I have a partner who get, who laughs when she comes. Right, and exactly. That's a, yeah, but like in a way like where you're almost like, wait, what's going on? Like it's almost like this. Been there. It's, babe, like you're fine. Um, but it's it's like a fun like the first time it was like a shock. Is like she's cracking up, and then I'm like, it. What did I did I do something that's weird? Yeah. Like do I look funny? Yeah. Sometimes you just laugh. Yeah. Been there where they're like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just laughing." giggling I, I like giggling during t- i like giggle sex where it's just like we because I, I like realizing how ridiculous whatever it is we're doing uh-huh. whether it's like the sex act we're doing or the context in which we're doing it's like oh like we just met at this weird space or um like whatever it is it's like it's like oh isn't this silly that we get naked and put things in our mouth like right. that's kind of s- laughable yeah i mean <laughs> just sometimes people just laugh through the pain sure. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know do do i mean do do you let if you're in pain when you're fucking people like on the um, like 
recreationally is are you the type where you'll laugh through it or do you, no, do you put kibosh I mean, on that most of the time it's just whatever you know just get through it but i mean there's only been like two times i think where i was shooting where i was uncomfortable and i've just gotten through it because i don't want to call the scene i don't want them to have to do all that but it's just like uncomfortable for me and like what's I've been the- tested and everything and it was nothing like that it's just like myself and my body just you know is it know. the environment in which like maybe the director or crew set or is it just is it a, no i mean thing, like or? i'm always so comfortable on set with everybody like greg's whole team is like my family like i'm so comfortable yeah. with them so it's just been like just problems with myself like working myself too hard the past yeah. couple of days or like doing stuff like that it's just i don't know it just happens before but i'm kind of like i'm not gonna call the scene i'm the type to like but just get through it sure you know um, before we get going, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be remiss to not ask. So, like, you know, last year when um, you know some of my listeners heard you, it was it was about like we talked a bit about like how you wanted to like work with like animals and go yeah. back to school, and then we off mic you mentioned like, oh, I'm putting on a back burner. What, yeah. What's that about? I mean, I just don't. I'm not ready for the kind of discipline and like getting up early and having to do schoolwork and remember all these things and do tests. Like, I'm not ready for that yet. And like I've toured the school that I wanted to go to and like my friend that's in it, I've talked to her about the program and I'm just not there yet. Like you can't have colored hair. Like it's so strict that like I just I want to live my life a little bit longer and travel and experience all the benefits that come from this lifestyle before I do that and settle down. There's a there's a huge mature. I don't want to say maturity and immaturity because I don't think like the not being able to being ready for school is like immaturity. It's like, you know, you say it's like, yeah. I don't have that discipline yet, but that's a mature discipline decision and knowing you don't have that discipline yet. Right. It's like actually a very impressive decision. Right. I think it's almost more impressive than having the wherewithal to stop doing like, you know, porn or scene work or whatever to go to school to know that I can't go to school right now yet. Right. It's just nice to have the freedom to be able to do that. And that's just what comes with being in this industry and like working for myself mm-hmm. so that I have the freedom to do whatever I want. Basically, I'll make money off websites. I'll make money off Snapchat, off yeah. everything else. Like I don't have to be forced to do anything. So if I want to just chill and travel and, you know, build my website and do that for a few more years, then I can do that. But you you still plan on going at some point? At right? some point, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, cool. red pandas are still around, and I'll get to work with those cute little those cuties. <laughs> well, mm. everybody, uh, keep your fingers crossed for the red pandas for Kendra. Yeah, um, that would be nice. Yes. And uh, Kendra, thanks for chatting with me again. Thank uh, you. Fantastic. And and uh, where can people find you? I know you're gonna plug the Snapchat, so let's start with that. Well, I, I know mean, that's the important one. <laughs> right now, I mean, I'm still working on that and my website and getting everything together. But I always like will keep people updated on my Instagram, which is the real Kendra Sunderland, and Twitter Chaos Library Girl, and they're both verified, so there's no reason to ever get catfished, ever. <laughs> Fantastic. Ever. Thank right. you. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you uh, go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Bye, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kendra Sunderland. I know I did. Again, follow her at KS Library Girl. Go take a look at her naked. Uh, also, go check out Alice Vaughn at Rational Blonde, the co-host of Two Girls, One Mike. Of course, you know, for me, you can just go to manhorpod.com for all your manhor podcast needs. 
You can shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I love getting your comments, your questions, your complaints, your booby pictures, whatever's clever. Shoot it on over. See what all the hype is about. Become a member of my fan whore community on Patreon. Join us in the champagne room. Share your nudes in the peep show. Send us your best memes. Join up at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Last but certainly not least, you want to bring tour to Manhore to a city near you? Go get your pre-sale discounted tickets today at manhorepod.com slash tour. When we hit 20 tickets in your city, I'm coming to your city. You've got just a few weeks left, everybody. You got till the end of the month. Make it happen. And congrats again, San Francisco. I can't wait to be doing some slutty stuff inside of you. And also, I guess, doing a show. Uh, one more time, that link is manorpod.com slash tour. Next week, we go back to the origins of this podcast. We're going to have on one of my past partners. Going to get into some of the uh, the sex party drama in the New York play scene. Oh, boy. Oh, and did I tell y'all? <laughs> She's friends with my XP. Try and take a guess how that one goes down. <laughs> but until next week, everybody, stay slutty. Mm-hmm.